Hello, everybody. Welcome to Guided PPC live stream and podcast. And I'm here to share some updates with you all, as well as take some questions. If you all have questions about Google Ads, I'm here to answer that. So update number one, that there are a bunch of folks who have bought the course online. And I really, really want to appreciate that. Uh, I want to share that list with you. There are some people who are complaining about the course being paid now, the first batch and the second batch. Uh, the first batch, there were like some people who, who were in the middle of it and they found it that it's now for members only on YouTube. So I know you all are complaining, but if at all you find this course helpful and there is value in this content, then I think you should be making this investment. You should put some skin skin in the game to be able to uh, you know, appreciate what this course brings to you. So if you are the one uh, who is still on the fence, complaining about it, please note that the reason why I am uh, putting this for members or making it paid is because I want to help you, you know, learn and level up. And I want to add more value to it. A recorded course is fine. You know, you will do it at your own pace and probably you will not do it. But if I insist that, you know, you have to put some money to learn this course, to watch these videos, you will probably do it more uh, in a more disciplined manner. Also, I'll be doing a live every week for people who are taking the course and it will be exclusive for them. I'm not sure which day should work best. I'm thinking of Monday as of now. If Monday works best, then Monday it is. Every Monday, 9 p.m. probably, uh, I will do a live stream only for those who are taking the course, who are actively uh, participating in the course right now. So I'll just go ahead and take the number from like list of emails from active users on uh, Teachable, also on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, you will have access to it anyways on Teachable. And I will send you guys invite to join me. And in fact, you can join me on the screen. If you have a question to ask, if you have a doubt to clarify, you can come and join me on the screen and I will help you clarify those doubts. So you, you see, in a way, I'm trying to make this more resourceful. Right on YouTube, it was there for like good how many months? Uh, since March. It's been there for since March. And I don't know how many people have taken it. And I don't know whether those people had questions or they didn't understand something. And I have no track of it. But now that I know that people who are members, they are taking the course or people who are joining this through Teachable, I have their details with me. So I can, I can reach out to them. I can see your progress on Teachable for that matter. Uh, not on YouTube, but on Teachable, I can see your progress and I can see how fast you're doing it. If you are slowing down, I can probably reach out to you and ask you questions uh, if you are not asking me questions the other way. So the whole idea is that I want, to, I want to make it more worthwhile. I want to make it really, really uh, useful to you. And for all that that is there, you know, this is one course which you just need to watch the first batch to crack Google Outs for yourself. Like you can figure Google Outs, Google Ads for yourself. If you just watch those 14 hours videos, people have done it. People have done it, people have uh, cracked it, people have leveled up, people are uh, you know, working as specialists in premium agencies. And you too can do it if you, are, if you are new to this. So the kind of value it brings to the table, the price is nothing. And like I said, I'm here to help you out. Uh, I'm here to answer questions and I'm here to do dedicated course takers 
live stream where I will also even let you come on the screen if you have a, a thoughtful question to ask. All right, I have some folks here. Have you experimented with local service ads yet? Not yet. Very few, like, you know, for local service ads, there were very few clients. All right, so I will take questions a little bit later. I want to complete my thought on the course. So let me share the list of folks who have actually joined Teachable and on YouTube. And I want to sh share that list because the list of people who are actually taking the course versus the list of people who are complaining about it, there is a massive difference, right? So people who are taking the course, uh, they are in majority, of course. People who are complaining about $10 <laughs> price, less than $10 price being an issue, being a roadblock. Some of you are asking me that I badly need this. If you really badly need this, then, you know, put some investment, invest in the course. In fact, Onkar suggested that I should, I should make you all watch the course. And once you complete it in a timely manner, ask questions and all, I will refund it. <laughs> That's a good suggestion. But all I'm saying is that if you put some money into it, uh, $10 is not a big amount, you will be able to learn better. You will be able to have discipline. And it's, it's for one month. One month is a good enough time. Uh, some of you are actually watching the videos really fast. I don't recommend doing that. Uh, do it one hour every day, one session every day. Reflect on it, ask questions, and I'm here to answer questions like I said. And if you are a paid member, now that if you're watching the course, you are a paid member, either through Teachable or through YouTube, either case, I'm here to reply you much faster. So take advantage of it. Learn Google Ads with me, please. All right, so I want to share the list of people who are actually doing this. And like I said, the list is, list is long. And here is the list, you all. All right, I'm sharing my desktop. Here is the list. See, 17 students so far. People who are complaining are not 17. <laughs> so 17 students so far, uh, they are uh, watching second batch videos. There are a couple of folks who have joined on YouTube uh, for the first batch. So yes, shout out to whoever is doing this. You know, uh, I will start announcing names as well uh, during the live stream. So let's actually announce the names of folks who are doing this through, through, the, uh, through the Teachable membership. So through Teachable, the first one is Gurdayal Pal. Great job, Gurdayal. Uh, continue learning. And if you have any question, ask me. Uh, Ameya Despande. Ameya is doing it through... Uh, uh, second. Yes. Ameya Despande. Then there is... Uh, oops. I don't want to share the email IDs. Let me stop sharing. Yeah, it's not good to share the email IDs. Yikes. I didn't note that one. So I'm just going to announce the names actually. The names are here. Gurdayal, Ameya, Ranadeep, Ajinkya, Faisal, Swapnil, Faizan, Muhammad, Eman, Ashish, Sadhavne, Raj Shom, Deepak Solanki, Sudhir, Sudhir Kokula, Simranjit Singh, Ure. Ure was there on the first batch also. I think he was, he missed out on the second batch. Uh, but he's doing it and he also did the internship. But 
uh, you know, he's doing the, he's watching the second batch on Teachable. So great job. Abel James, Pradeep, uh, Sumukh, M. Narsimha. Sumukh was the first person. So shout out to Sumukh for being the first person to have enrolled for the second batch on Teachable. Great job. So any of you, if you have any question, uh, you can ask me and I will make sure that I reply as soon as possible. Also, you have live stream dedicated for course takers coming. So wait for that announcement. Uh, I have your emails. I will send you that email once I have finalized the date. Most likely it's going to be Monday, but let's see uh, who all can join on Monday at 9 p.m. All right. So now back to list of questions here. The first question was from Destiny News. Local service ads, I've not done it, so I don't have much to add here. Then I have Abhishek Singh. I have issue regarding value tracking in Magento 2 site. So what is the issue, Abhishek? Can uh, you elaborate? Okay, I think you have a follow-up in Google Ads. Could you please help? Yes, I can help. What is the issue? Do you have value track parameters set up properly in Google Ads? Are they not being passed over to Magento or do you have problem tracking them in Magento? Uh, depending upon where you are stuck, please let me know and I can see what best can be done here. Zest Nagrik, hey, welcome back. It was fun talking to you and you asked some great questions uh, last Saturday. So great job. Uh, let's see what you have here. How to use MER media efficiency ratio? It's very simple. Cash in, cash out. MER. Media efficiency ratio is, uh, you know, how do you, how do you track return on ad spend? Conversion value upon cost, right? Conversion value upon cost for the campaign. MER is total sales divided by total cost on advertising. That's your MER. Very simple. This is the concept I think uh, John Moran uh, you know, profess this concept and this is a great concept by the way. The rationale behind MER is that uh, attribution is a big challenge right? and getting to know whether or not your marketing spend on Google Ads or Facebook Ads are having an overall impact uh, on the business in terms of revenue made during that period uh, is what MER basically tells you. So it tells you uh, even if let's say campaigns are not telling you that uh, you're, you're getting conversions or ROAS or sales, but you know offline conversions are taking place. In that case, if you have MER, it can still give you visibility into whether or not your advertising spend is making an overall impact. Good to have this visibility. Please understand that you'll also have to, you know, um, ensure that the clients are on board. They understand and see the value in tracking MER. Otherwise, if you just keep talking uh, from your end and the clients are not on board, then you'll probably not get the best, you know, value out of it. All right. We have from Muhammad Talha. Salam, Santos. <laughs> Salam, Abkobi. <laughs> All right. Uh, Salam. Okay. Salam is twice. Good to see you here. Hey, Ankit. Ankit is, by the way, uh, a paid member. So shout out to Ankit. Great job, Ankit. Uh, you know, I really appreciate that you are supporting the channel. And thank you. Thank you for doing that. I don't think you, you need to learn Google Ads. You already know Google Ads really well. 
but you still went ahead and supported the channel i really appreciate that so great thank you walid has a question hi currently planning to run google ads run ads so i assume google ads in rent a car niche okay any top level suggestions of campaigns that you would run other than search campaigns location is dubai all right so uh, rent a car uh, dubai i think you should i think we discussed this during our uh, uh, i think the the 20th day session today that happened for the second batch uh, chandan asked this question and he was dealing with the similar similar situation similar uh, service not similar service exactly the same service so uh, you know luxury car rental in dubai and he was running only search ads i said you could be running display remarketing as well and why not because think about the luxury car rental it's mostly like you know planned in advance right that's why you arrive at the airport and you have these people holding the placards welcoming you so that luxury car rental is most likely uh, you know done in advance and who does it not the person who is actually traveling because luxury car rental is mostly those either it's elite travelers or business class people so people who are into business their admin staff and you know which, whichever is the department that is supposed to handle their travel arrangements they will do it and they will most likely do it beforehand right so there is good merit in doing the campaign uh, there will be some last minute plans that will happen when they actually arrive at the airport but i think majority of this will happen beforehand and therefore luxury car rental service uh, you should be running campaigns targeting like keywords in dubai elsewhere too so for example if you are doing this from india uh, you could be targeting like you know uh, main cities metro cities for example where you have the head offices from where people are likely to travel you could do those you know luxury car rental in dubai keyword or dubai airport keyword targeted through a search campaign from your you know uh, locations where people are actually starting their travel because that's where bookings are taking place and at the same time you should be running display remarketing it's very important to chase them down so if somebody has searched for it and they don't book it probably they will book it for they will need this for the future uh, travels right so display remarketing is super super important if somebody is searching for it you got to you know add them to some remarketing list and retarget them so display remarketing is definitely something i would recommend uh, you could also do discover ads right discover is you know <laughs> how discover works you know you talk about something <laughs> you search about something and you see this in your discovery feed right so uh, regardless of uh, where they are and what they are doing if they have ever shown interest discovery ads can be served through that so discovery ad i would also recommend probably this is one interesting thing you can you can track you could try some youtube ads uh, because youtube is also a search engine so uh, you know it would be the top of the funnel not bottom of the funnel kind of an audience so you could try some youtube ads too but primarily i would put my eggs into the search and display remarketing bucket and whatever is left over if you still have media budget uh, you could do Dis- discovery and youtube that's that's my that's my thinking i have not done it uh, for any client 
And now that I'm open for business, by the way, <laughs> if I get any client like this, uh, I will be happy to come back and share my, uh, you know, these, you know, what works, what doesn't work. So yeah, uh, if there is any luxury <laughs> car booking uh, rental service that wants to work with Credit PPC, uh, you know, you can go to creditppc.com and request a audit. Sorry. <laughs> I'm being sneaky here, but Walid, um, that's that's what I uh, I would do. Uh, Muhammad Talha, so when are you going to start the third batch? So uh, third batch is going to start in uh, January sometime, and third batch is going to be only for Shopify sellers. It's not for specialists or strategists. So you should rather be waiting for the fourth batch. Uh, but here is the thing. First batch was the basics of Google Ads, telling you how Google Ads works, uh, how these uh, you know, pieces fit in the puzzle, how the dots connect. That was first batch. None of that was repeated in the second batch. The second batch was built upon where we left on the first batch. So if you're waiting for the fourth batch, a third batch is going to be an exception because it's for a different set of audience altogether. It's for the other side of the audience, which is the clients, the Shopify sellers, the DTC brands. And for them, this is the third batch. But the, but the fourth batch, which will be in continuation with the second batch, is going to be over and above what we have already discussed or done in the second batch, right? So uh, it would not be a repeat. Uh, so if you're, if you're willing to learn and, you know, if you're looking to learn and level up in Google Ads as a specialist, as a strategist, start with the first batch and this continue with the second batch and then wait for the fourth batch. But if you think that if you, uh, you will wait for the fourth batch and you will start from there, uh, it's, it will not be the case. So time is to, uh, you know, go through the first and second batch videos now. And you know where to get it, right? I will drop the link towards the end uh, on this, on this chat. Uh, you can go and buy it. It's, guidedppc.teachable.com you can go and get the second and third first and second batch videos there hey Sam Jahoor hey Santos hi Jahoor Salim is here hey Salim long time no see I'm good brother how are you you have a question okay go ahead and ask Uh, Pandu K. Hey, Pandu. If you run a remarketing campaign in addition to Pmax, would you do this even if you are targeting new and old customers with Pmax? So I was I was uh, for running a dynamic remarketing campaign. And I, I hope you're talking about dynamic remarketing, not just remarketing, display remarketing, right? So display remarketing and dynamic remarketing are two different campaigns. Display remarketing is remarketing to everybody who is in the remarketing list with the same ad. Dynamic remarketing is remarketing to your website visitors with the products as uh, like the dynamic uh, ads. So if they've seen X product, they would be remarketed with the same X product through dynamic remarketing campaign. So first of all, understand the difference between these two. I assume that you're talking about dynamic remarketing in this case. And if that is the scenario, that is the case that you want to discuss here, then I was for dynamic remarketing alongside Pmax. If the account is new and e-com product hits are not that much, that like, you know, they are 
uh, way below 30%. I was for running dynamic remarketing, but Onkar on the last live stream on Saturday shared that he would rather not recommend running the dynamic remarketing because it can conflict with Pmax performance. By the way, Pmax does, performance max does its own uh, fair bit of dynamic remarketing. So if you have healthy, uh, you know, e-com priority hits in the range of 20-30%, then I would probably skip dynamic remarketing and let performance max do its thing. Let performance max do its dynamic remarketing on its own. I hope that makes sense. And performance max, unless it is feed only, it's going to do full funnel marketing. So it's going to target old, new, and go beyond your signals. So yeah, I would, I would, I would skip dynamic remarketing. Like I said, if it is the e-com product hits are more than 30% or in the range of 30%. I hope that gives you some good perspective, Prabhu. Thanks for asking. Pandu, not Prabhu. Salim, okay, here's a question. So I got in an interview. That's great. That's great. You all, please understand. Uh, the course is not just about teaching you Google Ads. The course, the first batch, the second batch, second batch was more about teaching you how to become a specialist, how to function as a specialist, how to communicate with your team, with, with your clients, and how to now crack interview questions is, is also uh, part of it. So everybody who is part of second batch or first batch, uh, if you are, if you have completed the course already, you can reach out to me with your CV and cover letter, and I can take a look, provide you some suggestions. It's only for those who are in the paid uh, batches, right? So you've taken up subscription through Teachable. You are a member of YouTube. You can send your CV to me. You can, along with the cover letter, and I can help you uh, improve your CV and cover letter. That's one. Number two, uh, all the interview questions that you know you get or you are concerned about, you can come back to live stream and ask me, and I will prioritize those questions. Like I said, Monday is dedicated for your course takers, uh, for the course takers. Uh, even on Saturday live stream along with Onkar, I will make sure that these interview questions are prioritized. All right. So let's look at Salim's question here, what he was asked in the interview. How to generate double the sales within the same budget for the coming month? What would be the strategy? Please explain. I have a very simple solution. <laughs> it's a tricky solution, but uh, it can work. <laughs> double the sales just add uh, two conversion actions tracking the same sales double the sales at least in the campaign report but that's that's not what you should be doing uh, you should not be doing that to double the sales you will obviously have to spend more increase the budget on the campaign and how do you increase the budget how do you make the campaigns spend more is by either decreasing your ROAS target or removing it altogether if you do that your campaigns will suddenly start spending more, right? So you can double the spend and hopefully double the sales. That would be um, a short strategy of doing that. Or you can also do some of these things. So for example, in a performance max campaign, if there are, let's say, 100 products in the campaign, right? Not 100 will be getting traction. So look at which, camp which products are getting traction and which are not getting traction. The ones that are not getting traction, put them in a different campaign and pause them in the first campaign. So what will happen is that on the next campaign, the new campaign that you're doing, you will get 
more exposure on those products they will be able to get some traction out of it and hopefully some sales should come through uh, other than that you know you can start exploring other campaign type options you know discovery with feed youtube ads with feed which is kind of a expensive one though you should not be doing that unless you have a sizable budget for that but if if the goal was to scale double the sales like you were being asked this is what you can do you can explore other campaign types that's pretty much what i would do also uh, you can add you know a search campaign uh, to double the sales you know go do the niche specific product specific keyword research put them in a search campaign do a ad group for every product maybe and see uh, how far it goes okay next i have destiny news again if our pmx does not have the desired roas would you recommend a dsa campaign with tcpa <laughs> dsa campaign can feed into it and you should be running a testing a dsa campaign alongside but would that help the pmx campaign get the hit the target roas goal probably not not directly right so if it doesn't if your pmx campaign is not hitting the target roas give it a target roas goal unless you have given it okay and then analyze the products like i just said on the uh, in reply to the previous question you can see which products are getting traction through it and which are not getting traction move move them in a separate campaign maybe try different composition of the pmx campaign like try some audience signals try some assets and if you have tried assets and audience signals and it's not worked then try a feed only pmx campaign that might work because they are the serving will be mostly on search and shopping shopping in particular and therefore you have a better chance of getting uh, roas what i would do though if you are not running dynamic remarketing i would check and make sure that the dynamic remarketing tags are set up properly and a dynamic remarketing tag is running alongside it if the ecom product hits are not there okay so that would something that is something i will definitely fix um what else i think that's that's pretty much what you can do uh oh yeah so you can also go and see in the merchant center and see if there are improvement opportunities there so you will see that in most cases gtins are missing so add gtins on products it will greatly help you um you know write keyword uh, product titles with keywords product description with keywords uh, if there is any other issue on promotion center try and fix that try and add give your google product category try and give it size color whatever options that are available uh, all of this will help google classify your products better and therefore you can start getting better traction out of it and if nothing works then try a promotion right try a coupon code that helps give some boost to increase the roas and if none of this works then it's more of a business or a product problem not necessarily a campaign problem so that's how i would approach it okay uh, also any update on the third batch uh, salim like i said third batch is for shopify sellers so it's not going to be for the specialist only for the shopify sellers if you are a shopify seller Uh, with a verified shopify store you can give access to your shopify store your uh, merchant center your google ads all of that is available 
And you don't have to be the business owner. You can be the marketing manager of that company and you can apply for the third batch. Uh, but for the specialists, it will be the fourth batch, which will be over and above what we have already done on the first and second batch. All right, Jess Nagrik is one more time, have a, uh, has another question. So what is the best way to use top performing audience segments insights? Should we add to each asset group or does Google optimize for us? Um, so insights are there for you to act upon it, right? So it's very simple. If you if Google is giving you top performing audience segment insights, it's telling you what you can do with this. So here's what you can do with this. Take those insights, audience uh, segments, and you know, set up them on a, a different asset group with that audience segment as an audience signal and test how, how it performs, right? So make sure your uh, you know, assets, you have got the best performing assets, uh, top performing audience segment as, a, as from the inside and set up a different asset group or set up a different performance max campaign altogether with a different company's composition where audience segment, which is top performing is the audience signal and your top performing assets uh, for that product category is, is there uh, for the asset group. And that's how you can, you can utilize it. Google will not automatically uh, optimize, in my opinion. Uh, it would just keep showing you the insights, which can change every 27 days or 28 days. So, yeah. And please understand that these are uh, signals, not targeting. So, any audience signal uh, that you use from the top performing audience segments will be just an indication to Google that you can go this route or try this route first. That may not necessarily be the only targeting Google will use. It can go and target audience beyond that audience signal as well. So important thing to keep in mind. All righty, we have another question from, hey, Ali Hashem, welcome to Gary podcast and live stream. I think I'm seeing you for the first time. So great to see you here. Salam, salam, sir. Uh, we are a franchise with 30 partners and we are growing day by day, but having problems with Google ads. We, we are using smart campaigns which don't seem to be working. We are receiving leads from Nigeria via proxy ads. So do we look to use new... Let me read the second part of his question. Uh, do you have the second part here? Oops. Looks like your entire question didn't show up. So I'm assuming that you're suggesting should we use new campaign types? Of course, you should try new campaign types. Smart campaigns, you should not entirely rely on it. You still have the standard search campaigns and that's something you should be doing for sure. So go ahead, look at the keywords in your smart campaigns and set up two campaigns for each location uh, for if you're doing a cap campaign for every franchise, right? Or if you're doing one campaign for all 30 partners, uh, you should be doing at least two campaigns. Or the one campaign will be your brand keyword campaign where only the keywords that pronounce your brand will be there in that campaign in exact match preferably, okay? And use uh, maximize convergence as bid strategy or even you can use uh, maximize conversion value if you are tracking conversion value. But maximize convergence is, is probably the ideal bid strategy for you if it is lead gen and run that brand campaign as separate campaign. 
then you should run another campaign which is for inbound keywords general brand keywords non sorry general non brand keywords which is where your uh, you know product service focused keywords should be there in that campaign and use them in phrase or exact match okay and again use maximize conversion with strategy these two campaigns should be running as a standard search campaigns important thing to note is that you should exclude the display part from it when you are setting up a search campaign display uh, is by default selected uncheck that in the settings and run it and if you still get conversions from nigeria via proxy you know you can uh, do some of the things you know uh <laughs> proxy clicks are very difficult to see if you can block some ips if if not then uh, you know on your form try and increase the number of fields pre qualify the visitors the leads basically by asking them relevant question more the merrier so ask more questions uh, you know you will get fewer leads but your lead quality will be better right so try that and smart campaign uh, don't I, i would i would recommend not don't run the smart campaign anymore uh if you if you have trouble understanding smart, how to set up standard search campaigns go watch the first batch videos uh, i will drop the link here and it's a 14 hour course this 14 hour course can give you solid understanding about setting up all different search display remarketing and other campaign types way beyond smart campaigns so here is the teachable.com so go to guidedppc.teachable.com and you can find the course here everybody here is the link guidedppc.teachable.com you can get the first batch and watch these videos to learn about setting up google ads campaigns beyond smart campaigns i hope that is helpful ali has hashem destiny news follow up question if we want to guide pmax to mostly shopping and remarketing do you think it would help to turn url expansion off any use case yeah of course I, you can run uh, you can set up feed only campaign without turning url expansion off so yes turn it off uh, it will go heavy on shopping and dynamic remarketing of course if it is set up properly if not then you will have to set up a server tags and let it run so yes it shopping tends to work better can get you higher roas and really differs from one store to the other in some cases i have seen even uh, shopping do worse than you know uh, with assets uh, asset group do well better than shopping so but i think in general uh, for most stores shopping uh, only on pmax is going to work better just because of the format of the ads are very uh, different they are rich and shopping is basically search right so people are searching for it they find the product they can see the price and the product picture and if you have any coupon they can see it all together and they are more likely to you know give you business buy your products if they discover it through shopping also the fact that uh, one important thing that happens with the shopping ads is that if they search and see the shopping ad they directly land on the shopping uh, the product page not on the home page or any category page right uh, which can be the case with other uh, campaign types or other channels so for example if there was a display ads or through your 
you know uh, performance max campaign it can take them to the home page or any other page not necessarily that product page but if it is shopping ad that they discover and click on shopping ad they go directly on the product page so that the time of discovering what they want to buy is cut down so that's probably the reason why you would also see uh, higher ros higher sales conversions on shopping ads hope this is helpful hey panduke all right so does it make sense to cut back for the spend on the underperforming vmax all products with a dynamic remarketing campaign keeping the same spend let me read that question again does it make sense to cut back for the spend on the underperforming pmax all products if it is a catch all pmax uh, so you'll have to discuss how many what kind of asset groups do you have what kind of audience signals you are using and assets you are using but in general if it is not doing well enough you can uh, you know cut down on the spend and identify the winners from this performance max campaign if it is only one asset group or other asset groups and identify the best performing assets uh, get the top performing audience signal insight audience insight and then start like you know uh, setting up one asset group at a time and with you know uh, the best performing assets like i said and the top performing audience insight and see how that works right so even within one performance max campaign if it is catch all all products there can be multiple asset groups and multiple audience signals different com combinations so it's difficult to kind of call the entire campaign out based on limited uh, understanding of how the campaign is set up so if you come back and provide me more context i can probably give you that direction from based of my understanding says nagrik all right how do you introduce sales assets christmas new year to pmax do you just post asset groups and run one asset group for that time period a great question <laughs> This is this is a really really good question. So first of all, you should do is you should do seasonality adjustment before running event specific campaigns because during the events like Christmas, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you will have inflated sales, which is not going to be the case with the rest of the year, and therefore you should adjust for seasonality beforehand because you can do the adjustment later on. That's one. Number two, you should prepare the asset group with you know christmas and new year uh, assets and christmas new year audience signals by the way there are audience segments uh, segments not signals audience segments available for christmas shoppers uh, there was one for uh, black friday shoppers cyber monday shoppers christmas shoppers audience signal is there but you should not just stick to that you can uh, you know take other top performing audience segments uh, in your case so yes uh, set up a separate asset group in the same campaign pause everything let that this asset group run and once sale is over reactivate others pause this one and like i said seasonality adjustment is important that's probably the best strategy you you were absolutely almost right so great thanks for asking that question all right hey ure <laughs> oh sorry brother croatia lost uh but i was rooting for you your thoughts about chat gpt and its impact on google ads as a service in the future oh my god 
<laughs> the biggest impact of chat gpt is that it can write some killer ad copy so it can be a tool that you can use to write ad copies so now you no longer have any excuse about uh, whether you are able to write ad copy or whether you are able to write ad copy with spelling errors or grammar errors so all of that is gone any tool which is uh, which is going to be so useful has obviously both the elements to it that it can do more of what you are supposed to do but at the same time if you look at it the positive way it can enable you to do more right so now you are out of writing ads you can just ask chat chat gpt to write some amazing headlines description lines and use that time that you save to do something more meaningful which is managing the campaigns maneuvering the campaigns uh that's that's the limited point i have <laughs> i want to quote that uh, sadguru example one more time so sadguru was asked this question that if ai is going to take over the world uh, it's going to eat our jobs what should we do should we not be worried and he said that if ai can do what you're doing then you should go on a holiday <laughs> let ai do the hard work <laughs> so yes chat gpt is that ai it's doing the hard work of writing ads you use that time to take some time off uh, you know do deep thinking on what you can do on, do on the campaigns or come back here on the live stream and we'll brainstorm together all right salim has question just like shopify seller please start a batch for magento as well my site is based on magento oh yeah so it's shopify was just the example uh, it's for shopify magento woocommerce anybody but it has to be for sellers not for the specialists because i had done the two batches for specialists and i have like given the download of everything almost everything i know uh, as a specialist in these two batches so now i want to share that perspective for sellers and it's going to be shopify primarily because nine out of the 10 stores are out there are shop not nine 99 of the 100 stores are shopify stores so i said shopify it's more of a catch phrase <laughs> all right so yeah so if you are if you if you have a store on magento uh, if you are the marketing manager not the specialist as a agency or freelancer if you are the acting client or the client's marketing manager in house not the agency or freelancer then you are welcome to join that course the third batch great we have panduke's question again any tips for running ads for a furniture store that has e-commerce goal is to get more people in the store this is a great question and i have a great case study of a client Uh, that we lost at tier 11 uh it was it was kind of a, like they were like not sure what they wanted to do so they had obviously the two parts of it um i don't know if they had physical store or not but they were they had the retail business and they had the b2b business right so they were not they were not very sure about whether they wanted to focus more on retail or b2b side of it because b2b side of it one conversion means a big order which can make the roas uh, significantly uh, relevant but on retail side of things the same click the same conversion 
with a one chair or a one sofa or one item selling uh, would not be that much great impact on the ROAS. So at some point they said we wanted to focus on the retail side. At the other point they said, oh, we have to focus on the B2B side and they mix things up. But if you are a, if you are in a situation where you have a physical store and you want to drive traffic there, so you, this is another uh, catchy situation here, right? So you will be bringing traffic to the website with an option to buy online or pick up from the store, right? If that's not the case, if you're not like, uh, but you're saying e-commerce, so they will be buying online. Why not? So. One thing is there that, you know, you can put up a phone number, put the phone number on the product pages or on the header, right? And let people call you, but track that phone number conversion through a call tracking metric or a third party service like call tracking metric or call rail and track those conversions, uh, upload the converted calls as call conversion back to Google. That way you will be able to uh, not let the campaign go wrong direction on the back of call conversions driving it right so if you for example have a performance max campaign which can serve on every channel now ideally you should be tracking purchases not phone calls as conversions so a purchase is a sure shot conversion because you get money out of it a phone call may not necessarily be a sure shot conversion right because somebody can call and they may not be interested in buying the furniture or they may not be the relevant customer, relevant target audience. In that case, you should, your campaigns will be like, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, not, may not optimize for the right target audience. And therefore you need to start tracking those phone calls, listening to those phone calls through call tracking metrics or call rail and qualify those calls to upload data back to Google saying that, hey, out of the hundred calls I received this week, here are the 20 that were relevant and that actually uh, got me money or converted into a sale. And therefore, I want to I want the campaign to go for finding more people like these 20, not the rest 80. So that way, if you are qualifying call conversions, then your campaign would not be, uh, you know, going, you know, like, you know, in multiple directions. It, it would still be going for the right audience whether they buy it through the website which is an online transaction or they call the store and schedule an appointment to pick it up from there that's how you can do it um, other than that you can run a location specific campaign so if they have a furniture store let's say within 20 miles radius or 40 miles radius uh, they they have the possibility of customers coming driving down to the store and picking up from there you can set up a campaign which is focusing on that 40 mile radius and displays a phone number, right? Where conversion uh, is phone calls and e-commerce both. And you can set up a campaign which is excluding that 40 mile radius and targets the rest of the country, right? And then there it is purchases as the only conversion action. So you can segregate like this. I hope this is helpful to you. Oh, uh, and to your point that store visit is the, so store visit is kind of a vanity metric. Uh, you know, if at all you are able to track the 
offline conversions and upload it back to Google. In that case, store visit can be uh, a good thing to track. Otherwise, relying on store visit is probably not going to help you. It's going to like mess things up uh, as far as conversions are concerned. So I wouldn't put my bet too much on store visits. I would rather stick to online transactions or phone calls, which are qualified further. Testing and use back to another question. So when you are on, when you are optimizing, what do you spend the most time on? Budget bid changes or structures or keyword search terms for search versus Pmax. So multiple questions here. When you are optimizing, so when I'm optimizing today, where do I spend my time most on? So obviously it's there are two levers to it on conversion focused bid strategy campaigns. You have only two levers. One is the budget and second is the bid strategy or bid target. So you can increase, decrease budget or you can increase, decrease or play with whether to add or not add the target, Travis target CPA. I spend my time mostly on stopping myself from making those changes. <laughs> <laughs> right so uh, I look at it uh, and I say okay I'm not going to touch this because it's working and I tell this to myself over and over and over again and when things are really trending in the wrong direction then I make adjustments which is just maneuvering and that's where the time is spent it comes from experience but uh, you have to like uh, you know, see all these uh, different dots, connect the dots and make those decisions, when to make changes and most importantly, when not to make changes, right? And it's primarily going to be, once you set up the campaigns, right, it's going to be bid and budget changes mostly, unless something else breaks, of course. I wouldn't worry too much about search terms as long as they are sounding relevant. So obviously, if something sounds totally irrelevant, I would take it off. And um, I would not put too much emphasis on this. Now it's more about uh, people searching for it. So because Google has the luxury of having so many data points, I think they have 50,000 data points on every, every user. They're, they have so many data points that they can, like the, like the algorithm can predict when a conversion, when a person is going to convert, when a person is not going to convert and therefore the bid, uh, the conversion focused bid strategies work so well. And therefore, if you keep qualifying or disqualifying search terms based on 
relevance or 5, 10, 20 clicks, it's not going to help you, right? So trust the algorithm, uh, feed it with the right data and just maneuver it. Uh, resist yourself from making those old school optimizations. Like, you know, I would cut the search terms if it is five clicks and not conversion or if it's uh, mismatched be between this ad group versus the other ad group or this campaign versus the other campaign. If it's not properly uh, grouped, I would I would not, not do any of that. So yeah, it's it's more about uh, you know making sure that the campaigns and conversions are conversions are being recorded, uh, the right conversions are being recorded, the campaigns are optimized for a scale and profitability. That's where I would spend my time. And if you think about it, it's a paradigm shift. It's a paradigm shift between the way Google Ads was done not too long ago, like you know, the way Google Ads was done late until 2020, end, end of 2020, versus how it's done from 2021 until now. It's very different. A lot has changed. So yes, think about that. Keep that in mind. Oh, um, we have, okay, next question is from, should we look, okay, Eli Hashem, all right, should we look to use new campaigns and how can we stop proxy leads? So <laughs> proxy leads, like I said, you can start pre-qualifying the visitors, the leads by asking them more questions and wherever possible, like, you know, generate the server, server logs and see which IP addresses are repetitive or, you know, they're possibly leading to these proxy leads, try and block them. This is a universal issue. Uh, you can you can try third-party tools like uh, ClickSees, but you know do not count on it to work super efficiently. But but give it a try. Like give it a try. Who knows? I mean, I we tried it back in 2021, and it did more harm than the good. So we stopped using it. You can try, try ClickSees, third-party tool like ClickSees, and see if it stops those proxy leads. But be very, very watchful, right? If it seems like it's going, it's stopping those good quality leads as well, uh, you know, take it off. Uh, so maybe give it a 15-day, one-month-long try and see how it works. Other than that, I think, can't do much about these proxy leads. This is a this is a very massive problem. This is a nuance. I think Google should do something about it. Even on my website, I'm not running <laughs> Google ads. I'm just running some YouTube videos uh, as an ad. People are coming through, uh, you know, proxy uh, IP addresses from US, like they're sitting somewhere else because I can totally make it out from the con uh, submission they make on the form. And they are filling up the form. I don't know, Lead these, these click farms. So I don't have any an absolute fix, but like I said, those are some of the ways I would try fixing it. Thank you for your help. You are welcome. <clears throat> Just Nagrik follow-up. But Google recommends seasonality adjustment only when conversion is rising by huge margin. Yes, so that's what I'm saying, Jess Nagrik. 
that if you compare for most accounts, the December sales would be much higher than the rest of the month's sales. So there is a significant increase in convergence during the months of December. If it is, if the target market is US, if you are in India or Pakistan, obviously, you know, uh, Christmas is not such a big deal for us. Um, you know, we have um, Amazon days and other like Diwali probably is better deal in India. So you would not see that kind of a spike in December. But if the business is targeting prospects or selling products in US, you will see that abnormal or significant spike in conversions during the month of December for obviously uh, Christmas shopping. And therefore, seasonality adjustment is appropriate. You will not see the same kind of sales volume in other months. So you have to discount for that. That's the reason why I say. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, Ure. it's going to give us longer vacation. <laughs> Uh, Nagar, sir, how frequently should I adjust TROS up or down for both Pmax and search branded? So you can take some liberty on the search, right? You can adjust it, but I don't think you would need to adjust more frequently on search because search campaigns are more kind of, you know, they're going to perform in a standard way. But you will have problem with the Pmax campaigns which can show volatility. <laughs> it can go like this. So in that case, uh, you'll still have to give it like a couple of weeks before making crazy changes, right? So I would I would not do TROS or budget changes uh, in less than two weeks period. Because once you change something, the composition changes and the, the system needs time to learn and then recalibrate everything. And then you also need some performance data to be able to call it one way or the other and therefore two weeks. Hey, Shashri Kanojia, good to see you here. Are you taking any batch on especially around programmatic advertising? Oh, no, no, I, <laughs> I haven't done programmatic advertising a lot. So I did it like back in my dream 11 days, 2009. So I am like, I've been out of touch. So I have nothing much to add here. So probably not. Hey, Abhishek, how's it going? Good old friend from my college days. <laughs> and he works for Amazon. So great that you are adding some social proof for me here, Abhishek. Thank you so much. Shantanu Singh, hey Shantanu. Shantanu says Shantanu. Okay. Uh, I hope you have a question. Uh, Destiny. So it's good how to be reactive than productive when managing accounts. Yes. Uh, you can be proactive as well. Uh, and not too much reactive <laughs> because being reactive means my sales is down today. Let's, you know, remove target ROAS or add target ROAS or increase target ROAS. My sales is up today. Let's increase the budget. If you do daily changes like that, which is reactive, you would be damaging your campaign really badly. <laughs> proactive is uh, pro. I know. I say, I mean, what's the, what's the better term for being, uh, there is a fine line between proactive and reactive. 
So proactive for sure, because you have understanding of how the trends are, like how the campaign performance is trending. And you can plan the changes uh, beforehand. Like for example, uh, we, I use this, uh, you know, we were using this stair stepping method with smart shopping campaigns and it worked really well. I have tried this with uh, Emacs as well and it works. Stair stepping strategy is you, you have a target ROAS, for example, and a budget. If the budget is being spent, you know that it's the campaign is uh, not going to overspend. No, no, no. Let me let me put it this way. So you have, let's say, five hundred dollar budget on a daily budget on a campaign, and the target ROAS is three x. If unless the campaign hits that three x goal, target ROAS goal, it's not going to, you know spend beyond 500 per day right uh, if it hits 3x it's probably going to spend beyond uh, will it or will it not i don't know am i confusing i think i'm confusing <laughs> okay i'll come back to it i, I will talk about stair, uh, stair stepping method uh, the other day i like uh, my brain is like fading right now <laughs> it can happen <laughs> All right, so that brain fed moment, let's move on. All right, so yeah, but to, to your point, uh, Destiny News, you can be more proactive than reactive, less reactive. And if you have to be reactive, then put yourself, uh, rest, like restrict yourself from being reactive, at least in that two weeks window. Do you add, so Panduke is asking, do you add? Uh, PM and EM in same ad group when not running broad. So let me guess. You need phrase match and exact match in the same ad group when not running broad. You can do that. Yeah, pretty much you can do that. And there is no harm in phrase match and exact match running in the same ad group. In the first match, we have discussed this at length that why should be how you can you know, align the bid strategy with the match types, uh, which would be logical. Like, you know, if you're running broad match, then run target CPA because then you have one list, which is target CPA. So it can, it can, it can go explore the search terms, keywords and match to broader keywords, but the system will look for target CPA goal to achieve and therefore it would not go uncontrolled. If you're running exact match, then better run maximize conversions or you can even go for target impression share or, you know, uh, manual CPC, depending upon what you want to achieve out of the campaign. But if you are running maximize conversion, for example, as the bid strategy, phrase match and exact match, you can put in the same campaign, doesn't make a huge difference. Unless you are running target impression share, I would not put them uh, on a campaign or an ad group which has both phrase and exact. I would probably prefer running target impressions or on exact match keywords, not phrase match keywords, because phrase match is still more like broad, right? So yeah, those are the considerations. And I hope you understand uh, the logic behind it. I want uh, Shantanu recordings of this opportunity. Yes, sir, recordings are available here. Uh, guidedppc.com slash teachable.teachable.com sorry guidedppc.teachable.com brain fade <laughs> guidedppc.teachable.com you have recordings of the first batch and the second batch 
If you are on YouTube, you can also become a member and you will get the recordings of the first batch. Second batch recordings are only on Teachable. So go to gadgetprocacy.teachable.com, you will get the recordings. And it costs $10, uh, $9.95, not a lot, not a big deal breaker. I have been giving the analogy that uh, it's the cost, it comes at the cost of a pizza, <laughs> chicken pepperoni pizza. <laughs> So if you're serious about learning Google Ads, then this much investment is worth, the, worth uh, investing, right? Cool. I don't see... Okay. I don't see more questions. So, and it's already 10 o'clock. So thank you, everybody. Hope this was helpful to you. I really enjoyed questions and I had so much learning from it. And I will see you on Saturday alongside Onkar. Bye.